0: So my first question is, given climate change, is it impacting food production around the world?
1: Yeah. Yes. It is already uh, impacting food production around the world. So in our study, we actually first tried to figure out what is the effect of climate change on crops, and to do the food production part, we took some extra
0: steps. How is food production then doing around the world, uh, that is? rice, wheat, some of the major crops? Okay, so
1: um, we tried to first figure out whether crop yields were increasing or decreasing and what was the amount per, say, county level. And we summarized that up to, say, the national level. So for example, in the United States, you have maize yields which have slightly increased due to climate change, but there's lots of variation as we can expect And then we continue to do that for a wide variety of crops. So, uh, and each crop provides a certain percentage of uh, crop consumable food calories. And then we finally figured out, like, on the overall summary, what was the effect. So, globally, what we found was there is a reduction of 1% of food calories. And if you assume a 1,800 calories per day food requirement for sustenance levels then we have like uh, the reduction in food for around uh, 50 million people around the world
0: so in terms of the total calories um, is there more than enough in the way of calories to to feed the total global population adequately
1: at present we do have enough food calories to not only feed the current population but also the future population. The problem is a lot about distribution of the food. So I don't think that distribution problem is going to go away like tomorrow. So if, say, for example, in southern Africa, in say Mozambique or Malawi or Zimbabwe, if there is a reduction in crop yields, the top crop is say corn, maize. So if you have a reduction in uh, the yields every year on average, I don't expect the American farmers to be shipping corn to, uh, I mean, increasing the shipment to, to, or give them for free. So the reduction in corn is in Malawi or Mozambique or Zimbabwe. reduces the amount of food calories per person in those three countries. And that process kind of is seen in some other countries of the world, like in South Asia, But we also see reductions in Western Europe. We also see reductions in Australia. Both are very rich countries. So they can probably turn around, uh, you know, they will not have that much impact on their food security. They're rich countries, after all. But in poorer countries, southern African countries or South Asian countries, there's an impact, and that impact is not good.
0: Given your perspective, do you recommend uh, changes in crops? That is, we've been growing corn forever and we should be not, growing so much corn? or
1: Corn has done very well with, uh, say, in the United States or in Latin American countries in general, minus, say, Mexico. Uh, so corn has benefited. But if you look at between, say, Indiana versus Minnesota, the way the climate has shifted around in these two places or, or in any other country for that matter, you, you can find a, another crop, which may have benefited. So this is a very broader question that needs to be addressed by many groups of people. It is like, do we want to eat more corn or do we want to eat, I mean, we don't eat the corn in, <laughs> in the United States. We feed it to the animals. Uh, well, should we shift to wheat or, but wheat also is not doing well. Maybe we should grow more sorghum, and sorghum has done fairly well. For with the climate change signal. so But then do we want to eat more sorghum or we want to feed more sorghum as feed to animals versus corn? These are questions which are not easy to answer. So what I wanted to do with our study is try to set up the numbers. Now we can have a discussion about it, what we want to do. This is up to the policymakers and the farmers. They need to come to some agreement about that.
0: The use of... uh... Crop production for animal feeds, do you have a a particular point of view on that?
1: We already have an agricultural system which is very nicely and well placed in the U.S. It is not easy. You know, the number of farmers in the world is probably like 2 billion farmers. And we cannot just disrupt their current agricultural practices overnight. The one of the motivations of doing this study is like we get to know what is already happening so we can prepare for the future. Uh, we can start preparing. Say in Indiana, the losses in corn, I would say they are fairly substantial already. I have calculated there is a reduction of, say, 11 bushels of corn per acre in Indiana overall. But then within Indiana, if you see in the north... Eastern part, which is like bordering the Lake Michigan area, those counties have seen a little bit increase in cornings, but everywhere else there is a decrease. So overall there is a decrease of, say, 11 bushels of corn per acre. Now, when you feed corn to animals, you need to feed, like, say, two pounds of corn to get one pound of broiler chicken meat, and you have loss in that process. Uh, because you know chicken has bones, it needs to uh, live also, so there is a massive loss in that process if countries say for let's forget about the United States for a bit say developing countries like say india if they they have a substantial number of food insecure people and they also have a substantial number of middle class people if the the food and feed system already starts to shift towards supporting, say, middle-income diets. And there's so much of significant losses in the conversion of the grain versus the chicken which you eat. There's a question, like, whether the land would not have been used better to actually grow the rice versus, say, the corn or soybean, which is fed to chicken. And uh, reach the you know, United Nations Sustainable Development Goal of food security for all first before trying to support middle income diets. So there, there is a question over there also. But farmers also need to make profit. So this is a very tricky problem.
0: Are the very high temperatures in India, uh, temperatures I guess almost up to 120 degrees Fahrenheit, having a, an impact on crop? production?
1: It depends upon which season and which crop. So in northwestern India, which is a very important, uh, like the original green revolution state in India, that is where Norman Borlaug was took the wheat seeds, and there was a like, huge increase in wheat crop yields. Wheat is irrigated. It's a, like a winter crop. And even though that area is water insecure there is lots of irrigation from groundwater. Even though there is lots of increasing, you know, extra heat, the irrigation manages to overcome that aspect. So wheat yields have not actually decreased. But then on the other hand, if you look at the rice yields, they have decreased. And then if you look at southern India versus some other part of India, there is a variation. And you know that variation you can see in China, United States even in Europe, Eastern Europe versus Western Europe, and in Africa, Southern Africa versus Western African countries. So there's lots of variation. But on the whole, there is a reduction globally.
0: One last question, and that is uh, is there anything you'd like to add that would be useful for our listeners going forward?
1: I think in Indiana, specifically and places in our central part of the Midwestern counties, farmers need more support, and they need to start preparing for more hotter days in the future. And what I have seen in the trends in our rainfall, like the corn growing season rainfall and the temperature, the temperature trends are still going up. So they will probably continue to go up even in the future. So they need to have varieties which are adapted for that purpose. They also, at the same time, need to have varieties which are adapted to a more wetter conditions. And northern part of Indiana is on a trend of more wetter conditions versus central and southern parts of Indiana. So these variations you can figure out if you look at the maps in our publication. And I hope the farmers would be helped to prepare for this.
0: I've been speaking with Dr. Deepak Ray. He's at the University of Minnesota in the Global Landscapes Initiative. And I thank you very much for your very helpful comments.
1: Thank you for having me.